Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past and the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Whoa. Tim Kendall had gone downhill since the death of his wife. His eyes became more red-rimmed and his shoulders more stooped. His gait was increasingly unsteady as he wove between his house and the cafe. He straightened up for the funeral of his old friend, the sheriff. But as soon as it was over, he fell back into his old familiar rut. He didn't notice the increasing power of a certain element in town. He didn't even notice the effect his habits had on his daughter, Jane. Jane worked for Jim Blake, who owned the newspaper. She was nearly desperate, trying to keep the small house together for her father. Dad, Dad, wake up. Please wake up, Dad. Oh, won't you wake up? There are three men here to see you. The most important men in town are here. Let me alone. No one's important. Oh, but, Dad, it's Judge Barton. You know Judge Barton. Uh, no good. Old skin friend. Let me alone. Judge Barton. Old skin friend. Never... What's the matter, Jane? Can't you wake him, Tim? I'm sorry, Judge Barton. My, 
My father is... Well, he isn't well. That's one way of putting it. Judge Barton, I... I said he is not well. I thought if we came around supper time, we could speak to him before he got started on his night's, uh, shall I say, fun. My father has had no fun. Well, what do you think, Conway? Should we try again? Well, I think so, Judge Barton. I knew Tim when he was younger, before his wife died. He's honest. That's what we need, an honest man. I'd like an expression from Mr. Granger. He speaks for the cattlemen. Well, I'll tell you, gents. I'm not in town much, so the sheriff don't mean as much to me as to you. But I think as you gents do, that Tim could be made something of if he had some responsibility. Just a minute. What, what did you say about the sheriff? There's been no sheriff since Hank died. We need a man who is unquestionably honest, Jane. Did you three come here to ask my father to, to be sheriff? That's right. Why? As the banker around here all these years, I know he's honest. And as judge around here all these years, I know we need an honest sheriff. The last sheriff was honest. That's right, Jane. What he lacked in ability, he made up in being on the level. What have you men against my father? Nothing, Jane. Nothing at all. Well, you know he's like a helpless child. He, he couldn't hold a public office. When, when mother died, he... He lost all interest in life. We thought the responsibility would be good for him. Yeah, that's right, Jane. We like Tim. We want to help him. Well, how will it help him to make a fool of him? Why do you want to set him up as a public spectacle? He, he'll just be the laughing stock of everyone, especially now. Why do you say, especially now? Oh, Judge Barton, you know the conditions of this community. I work for Jim Blake. He runs the newspaper. I know what things are like. Little sticks. Jim Blake would see something suspicious in anything. He's always got an axe to grind. Judge Barton, I disagree. There is something going on around here. No one can put a finger on it, but Jim Blake is... He's what? Well, he's working on evidence. He's getting statements from different people so he can expose the things that are going on. When he has everything he needs, there'll be fireworks. Is that so? Yes. And some people will get hurt. When that happens, you'll need a strong fighting man for sheriff. We'll need a man who can't be bribed, Jane. That's what we'll need. Do you three have the authority to appoint a new sheriff? Yes, we appoint a man to fill out the unexpired term of the late sheriff. Well, I'm sorry. My father is not well. He he couldn't fill the office. Are you uh, speaking for him? Yes, I'm speaking for him. I'll speak for myself. Hey, Tim. Why, he's all dressed up. The hair combed. Dad. I heard all that was said. Jane, where's my gun belt? But, Dad, oh, I... Oh, there it is on the peg. Ain't worn in years. Now, what was you gents saying about wanting me for the sheriff to take my friend Hank's place? Tim, we came here I accept a... the appointment. Well, that's fine, Tim. We'll consider it. Consider it my eye. Jane, where's your mother's Bible? Right here, on the table. Good. I used to read a lot from out of this book. It's fine reading. You ever look in it, Judge Barton, or do you just use it for swearing on it? <coughs> well, I... Here I am. Our hands on the good book. You'd better stand up to administer the oath, Judge Barton. Uh, he came to see if you'd consider the appointment. I considered and I accept. Now, swear me in. <coughs> Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Timothy Kendall... I, Timothy Kendall... solemnly swear that I... Jane felt her heart thrill with pride as her father stood erect, his right hand raised, and took the oath of office. The slanting light of the late sun fell on his snow-white hair and seemed to bring a new light into the wrinkled face. The lines of dissipation seemed to fall away to be replaced by determination. 
best of my abilities and understanding. So help me God. Well, where's my badge? Yeah, you'll get one. Let me be the first. Congratulations, Dad. I'm so proud of you. Yes, yes. Uh, congratulations. Uh, shake him. Uh, glad you're the law. Chances one thing's got to be understood. You picked me for this job. I don't know why. Maybe you wanted a no good, besotten critter that couldn't see no wrong. Or maybe you got one. But I'll do my best. We know you will. Uh, good day, Tim. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tim. I'll be at the office Goodbye. in the morning. Yes, 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 yes. I never thought he'd get the bloodshot out of his eyes. Hey, Barton, uh, maybe we picked the wrong man. Uh, weave a bottle under his nose and he'll be blind to what goes on. Yeah, I'm not so sure. You heard what that girl said, didn't you? About Jim Blake? Yeah. Well, Granger, have you any ideas? Yes, I have. For a long time, I've been thinking of building a new house out on my ranch. One that's there is too small for a man with my money. Oh, <clears throat> well, uh, I was to have a visitor. Night was made brilliant by the flames that leaped from Granger's house. The fire seemed to be everywhere at once. Huge tongues spouted through the roof and licked at the sky, and more flames were visible through every window. The fire was beyond control before the first of the ranch hands arrived. Then there was a mad scramble for pails, cans, buckets, anything that would hold water. The owner of the ranch appeared hysterical, and shouting to those in the long line that formed a bucket brigade to try and save the other building. Jim Blake's still in there! Save him! Get him out of there! He was spending the night here! Blake! Jim Blake! Yes, yes, he's still there! Oh, Silver! Oh, Silver! Here's more, man! You three, get in the line! We're wetting the roof of the bunkhouse! Did you say someone was still in there? Yes, he's still... Hey, you're mad. Very big fella. What room? East wing on the second floor. Dan, stay with the horses. Yes, you sir. come with me, Toto. Uh, he comes. East wing on the second floor. Steady, Silver. Steady, boy. It's all right. Say, who are those two? Friends of mine. Is that your house? Yes, and it's doomed. Where did you come from? We saw the flame from the top of the hill over there. Hey, that man, the one who just went in. Was he masked? Yes, sir. You're Mr. Granger, aren't you? Yes, that's my name. But that mask, is he an outlaw? Oh, no, sir. He's no outlaw. Well, he'll be killed. He's gone right into the house. You said Jim Blake was in there. Yes, but... I guess my friend wants to get him out. He knew Jim Blake. He did? Where did he come from? Oh, lots of places. We were in town and learned that Mr. Blake had come here to visit you and spend the night. So we rode out and saw the fire. There goes the roof! Steady, Silver. Steady, Victor. Uh, the roof. The roof's caved in. And those poor men... Silver, I wonder... No one's alive in that inferno. Watch them sparks. Get going around the bunkhouse. Last buckets up to that bunkhouse roof. Win it down. Gone. Gone, everything gone. My house, my furniture. Hey, Granger, two men are coming from the house. It's all right, Silver. It's all right. They got out. Hey, they're alone. They couldn't get Jim Blake. Keep that water coming. Get these empty buckets back. Keep that roof went down. More water. Get over there and stop that blazing draft. Are you all right? Yes, we're all right, Dan. You, you didn't get to Jim Blake? We couldn't get him out, Granger. Said he'd be killer. But we did see him in his bedroom. He was dead before the fire started. What's that? Dead. Ready, Dan? Toto? Yes, sir. Ah, ready. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Get up. Get up. 
Howdy, Judge Barton. Can you see me now? Oh, yes. Come right in, Tim. How's the sheriff today? First rate, Judge. First rate. I came to speak to you about the fire out at Granger's place. Yes, I thought so. You know, I told you the other day, right after the fire. Yesterday it was about Jim Blake. Hey, Tim, where did you get your information? I, uh, I ain't free to tell about that. Did the masked man give it to you? Well, yes, he did. I thought so. Granger said the man was nearly out of his mind when he came out of the building. But you'll have an inquest, won't you? No. As a coroner, I decided none was called for him. Well, didn't you even look at Jim Blake's remains? For what? Well, even if he was burned, you could tell if there was a knife used. Uh, that sticks. Now, see here, Judge Barton. As sheriff, I, I figure there's room for suspicion about that fire. Why? Jim Blake had a lot of information about things that were going on around here. All of a sudden, after ten years of barely speaking to Blake, Granger invites him to his ranch for overnight. If that's all it takes to make you suspicious, yes. There's more I... than that. How did the fire start? How did it get going so big with so many ranch hands around the place? Why was all the windows open to feed air? Did you see the windows open? Oh, of course not. I wasn't there. Oh, a masked man told you that too, eh? Yes, he did. Well, the whole thing is closed, Tim. Dad, right at all, Judge Barton, it strikes me as if you're trying to hush things up. An inquest wouldn't do no harm. Forget it. Matt is closed. Closed? But see here, Parker. Don't address me in that tone. I'll use the tone that fits the case. Get out of my office. Strikes me you're mighty anxious to hush this up. I see no grounds for suspicion. Well, I do. Dad, blast it all. I see plenty of them. You never cared a whoop and high diddle for Jim Blake's reputation Get before. Get out of this office. What's the good of a sheriff if he has to wear handcuffs? You don't need no sheriff around here. All you need is an old stove-in, besotten drunk that don't know what day of the week it is. That's all you need to wear the sheriff's badge. Dad. Oh, Dad, wake up. What's come over you? Leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Oh, please get up. There are three men here to see you. Go away. <laughs> three men. Go away. Tell them go away. Please get up and see them. One is quite young. Another is an Indian. And, and Dad, the third man, wears a mask. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. Tim Kendall squared his shoulders and threw out his chest, determined to be a first-class sheriff. 
but he found himself helpless against the well-oiled machinery of a crime organization. He lapsed back to his old ways, and his daughter Jane found it impossible to rouse him when the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Dan Reed went to see him. My father isn't... Well, he... Is that his sheriff's badge? Yes, I I found it on the floor. He, he'd taken it off. You don't seem surprised at this mask, Miss Kendall. I'm not. You see, I worked for Jim Blake. In the newspaper office? Yes. And you probably knew that Jim Blake sent word to a certain padre. Yes, but I'm afraid you're too late. Why did your father take off his badge? What can he do against, against an organization like we have in this town? He's helpless. Oh, he, he wanted to be a good sheriff. He was happy. He, he was going to make good, but, but then he saw what he was up against. Jim Blake sent word that he wanted to see me. Was it in connection with this uh, organization? Yes. He he was trying to learn more about it. He needed the names of people and proof. Go to his ranch and talk it over. Why, then Jim Blake thought he was going to get the help he wanted. He didn't know the real reason for that invitation. Granger wanted to kill him? Of course. Granger is one of the crooks. I'm sure Judge Barton is another. Probably the banker is in on it, too. Uh, just what are they doing? Oh, there are a hundred deals. I I couldn't begin to tell you all of them. Well, uh, give an example. Well, uh, Steve Hurley was given a contract to build the town hall. He paid someone a nice piece of cash to get that contract. Oh, I see. And they built a bridge with the taxpayer's money. The land beyond the bridge became worth a lot more. Jim Blake has been trying to find the real owner of the land. The man whose name is on the deed is just a dummy. Blake didn't suspect Granger? Of course not. But he suspected the judge. That's why they picked poor old Dad for sheriff. They thought he wouldn't hear anything or see anything. And when he straightened himself out, well, they were a surprise lot. How about the rest of the public officials? The judge and banker probably own them all. But now... Well, now there's nothing can be done. Jim Blake took all the evidence he'd gotten together with him when he went to see Granger. And it was destroyed by fire? Yes. Jane, the newspaper office closed? Yes, it's been closed since the fire. Can you open it? Why, yes, I I guess I can. This afternoon? I suppose so. There's plenty to be done. Mr. Granger's living at the hotel in town since the fire. I know he is. Will you open the office and send word you'd like to speak to him? If you say so, Make him but... think you're getting out another edition. You might ask him for his version of the fire. But why? I want him there. And don't be surprised at anything that happens. Ranger received a note from Jane and studied it for quite a while. Then he decided to call and learn more about it. Jane was at a desk with a large account book open before her when he entered. Well, 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 Jane. Nice to see that poor old Jim Blake has someone to look after his interests. Well, the work has to be cleaned up, Mr. Granger. Will you sit down? Don't mind. <sighs> well, it's good to sit down. Yes, I've been awful busy making plans for a new house. Yes, I I suppose you have. Uh-huh. How's your father? Well, he he isn't too well. Poor Tim. Uh, the judge told me about him. Well, I guess we've picked the wrong man, Jane. 
Too bad. Yes. Maybe you did pick the wrong man. Uh, Tim at home? Uh, yes, he's home. But, uh, Mr. Granger, I asked you to come here to tell me the real story about the fire. The real story? Yes, I, I'd like to have your version of it. Well, oh, what the... Cover both of them, Toto. Ah, uh, he got them. Uh, what's this mean? Please put that gun down. You sit still. You will not get hurt. Say, I remember you. You were at the fire. I, uh, came to get something. Oh, when I have it, I'll leave. Please, th there's nothing here. Oh, I think I'll find it in this file. Now, see here, you Indian. Stop waving that gun at you me. You sit still. Hey, what's he after, Jane? I don't know. Well, he, he's taking documents out of the file. These might prove to be worth more than the contents of that safe. What are you taking? Blake kept copies of nearly everything, didn't he? Ah, I have what I want. Sorry to have bothered you. This, Miss Kendall, is for you. Now, you'll not get away with this. Hey, wait! Don't try to follow us, Granger. You might get hurt. Adios. Uh, what did he give you? Well, it's just a bullet. I wonder what he meant by it. A bullet? Yeah, see? What? What? This is made of silver. A silver bullet, Dad. That's what he gave me. Here it is. Uh, and Jane, he's the one that came while I was uh, sleeping? Yes. He's the one who pinned your badge back in place. Like Ginger. <laughs> By Ginger, Jane. The fight is just beginning, Dad. Where's the boy that was here? Dan. Oh, the masked man sent him on an errand. He's gone for reinforcements. Jane, the silver bullet means the Lone Ranger. That's right. And he wants me to be ready to help him. He'll send for you when you're needed. <laughs> well, by Ginger. He wants you to finish the work Jim Blake started. Wants me to? You say he'll send for me when I'm needed? Yes. All right, I'll be ready. Sheriff Tim Kendall will be ready. Where's, where's my gun belt? On the peg. Give me that gun belt. I'll be ready for him. Here. Pack of buzzards in this town. Thought they'd make me sheriff and I wouldn't see or hear nothing that went on under my nose. You'll fool them, Dad. Judge Barton, ornery buzzard. Thinks he can hush up a murder, does he? Come on in here and start something. <laughs> Golly, that sounded swell. Oh, Dan, is he ready for me? You Sheriff Kendall? You bet I am. Uh, Sheriff Kendall, this is the marshal, Mr. Brandon. Howdy. You a friend of Judge Barton? <laughs> no. Why? And I'm glad to know you. Shake. Uh, Sheriff here now? Yes, Tanner. And marshal here, too. That's plenty good. You all come. I'm ready and waiting and chomping at the bit. Now, me lead way. Goodbye, Dad, and good luck. Goodbye, honey. I'm proud of you. <laughs> When Judge Barton went to a room in the hotel, there was no one to be seen. He wore a puzzled expression. He waited a moment, lighted a cigar, and then saw the banker come in. Conway, what brought you here? A uh, message. Probably the same as brought you. Message, eh? Was it wrapped around something? Uh, yes, it was. Was yours? Yes. Around this. A silver bullet. That's how I got mine was tossed through the window and fell right at my feet. I found mine when I sat down to dinner. It was right next to my place. What did uh, your message say, Conway? Uh, it told me to be here at nine tonight. It's nine now. Are you in the habit of obeying such a summons? Well, not exactly, but this was neatly written. I was curious. That's why I came here. Oh, so you two are here. Granger. Both of you 
Can you get a note with a silver bullet? Yes. Better close that door. I'd like to know who sent these notes. How was yours delivered, Granger? It was slid under the door of my room. I know who sent them. You do? You might as well sit down. <laughs> who sent these to us and why? Why did he pick the three of us? Gents, it was the masked man who came to my fire. Oh, it was, eh? Uh, the one that tried to make trouble, eh? Yes, yes. The one that told Tim Kendall about Blake being knifed before the fire. How did you know who sent the notes? He robbed the newspaper office this afternoon. I was there when it happened. Are you sure it's the same man? Yes, yes, yes. He gave Jane Kendall a bullet. Like the ones he sent us. What did he steal from the office? Oh, I wish I know. He went into the file and got a lot of uh, documents of some sort. I don't like that. You said Blake had the documents with him when he called on you. He did have. But there might have been copies of them. Now, hold on. Blake didn't have a case. He needed more evidence. There he is. Mast, you can't. Good evening, gentlemen. Have you been in that next room all the time? I waited until all of you were here. Did you send us these notes? Yes. You robbed the newspaper office. You stole something from the file. Jim Blake sent me a long letter telling about your town... He told me what material he'd collected. Said he was afraid someone might get him and steal his documents. He told me where he would keep a copy of them in his file. Uh, a copy of them? Yes, Mr. Conway. He also asked me to try and gather the rest of the information he needed. I uh, got that information. You were in the office today, Granger. You can tell these men you saw me take a copy of the evidence from the file. Well, why did you bring us here? What are you after? Here, let me examine this material. Blake had everything but a few names and dates. Let me see those papers. Here you are, Judge. It's surprising how everything dovetails, isn't it? Judge, is he telling the truth? Yes, he is. There's evidence enough to break us all. There's evidence enough to put you all in jail for 20 years. All right. Obviously, you're open to a proposition... Otherwise, you'd have turned that over to the law. Yes, I am, Conway. But my price is high. Name it. You can afford to pay, can't you? Name the price. I want a confession of murder. Uh, confession? Take murder. your choice. Get me Granger's confession of murder, or all three of you will spend the rest of your lives in jail. Hey, now, hold on. You have one minute to decide. Uh, Granger, listen to me. Give him the confession. Well, I'm not crazy. Granger. We'll see if you get the right cut of a trial. You'll be tried before me. I can fix that. About half a minute left. I won't confess. Well, look here. It's that or we all get jailed. Barton and I can't help you if we're in jail. If we're free to work, we'll get you off light. Someone hangs for Jim Blake's death. All three of you will pay in jail. Then you don't need a confession. All you need is proof. Conway and I can give you statements. No, no, no. Wait a minute, Barton. You and Conway were in it as much as I was. Did they help you plan the murder? Yes, they did. That's all I want. That's all we need. Oh, the United States Marshal. Kendall. You bet it's me. All right, get your hands up. We had the door open enough to hear no, no, Now, wait a minute. You didn't hear me confess anything. We heard you say those two helped you plan the murder. And there's other witnesses that heard it, too. I'll take those documents, Judge Barton. I guess we won't need them because you three will be tried for murder. Now, stick your paws out while I put these handcuffs on you. <laughs> By ginger. Me and the Lone Ranger finished up what Jim Blake started. Oh! <laughs> 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank you.